the A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, Nashville's On Demand Sports Network. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Uh, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process by checking them out in Lebanon at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And get better health with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at FBHP.com. So, Zach, it's been pretty uh, crazy. The blowouts over the weekend – in the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll see what happens tonight with the Rams and the Cardinals. But the first game of the Wild Card Weekend looked like it could have been headed to blowout, but the Raiders did have a chance to score a touchdown late as the game was uh, wrapping up. They were in the red zone facing a fourth down. An interception by the Bengals allowed them to get their first uh, playoff win in over 30 years. And, Zach, if you were to ask me which team – would you least want to play if you're the Titans into the divisional round? The Bengals would have been my answer because the Patriots, I like the Titans' revenge factor over the Patriots. I would have liked the revenge factor over the, uh, the Steelers. I don't think the Raiders are that good. But the Bengals are a potent offense, and we've seen what happens when the Titans' defense can get overwhelmed by a, a crop of wide receivers like the Bengals have. But the Bengals are coming to Nashville Saturday, 3.30. We'll be live at the mainstay. So, I mean, it's a very interesting matchup. Looks like it's going to be a great football matchup. But for Titans fans, I think there's a little bit of uh, concern here that you could get upset after winning the number one overall seed. Well, I think with, with the Cincinnati Bengals, it's so infatuating that a team can go two years prior being the worst team in the NFL with the number one pick to now two years later in the divisional round. But that's what makes the NFL so interesting and so unique to sport, right? And Joe Burrow, we know about him, right? We've seen him on the spotlight stage in college with LSU. He's a known winner and a known commodity for football fans. And I think that makes this matchup. Plus, he's taking a franchise who's been bad for a very long time, has not won playoff games for a very, very long time. I know they had that streak with Andy Dalton, but they couldn't win a playoff game. Well, what's right. a divisional you know, championship if you can't advance in the playoffs? And Joe Burrow was able to do that at home uh, this past weekend. But I think his cool factor, you know, and, and the connection with Jamar Chase, who we'll talk to, a lot of people don't even recognize Joe Mixon, who is a, a dominant force running the football all year long. The Cincinnati Bengals are a trendy team for mm-hmm. NFL fans. They're not very hateable. I feel like they're more likable for the common NFL fan. So then you've got a Titans team that I feel like is uh, unknown. A lot of people don't know the ins and outs of how the Titans got this number one seed, but here we are. They're hosting a divisional round game against the Bengals. This is going to be, you know, to kick off the weekend. I think this is a great matchup midday on Saturday. It's going to be awesome, and I think I think Nissan Stadium is going to be electric. They can take advantage of that. Cincy was electric 
to mm-hmm. start the weekend. So they're going to have to go in and deal with that. We saw that throughout the course of the weekend of the playoffs is, you know, Garoppolo going like this, or, or uh, Jimmy G was going like this, just like Derek Carr when he couldn't hear in Cincinnati. Right. Mac Jones didn't know what the hell was going on in Buffalo at no. times. Yeah. So, that I mean, these are all factors, and this is a another level of growing up in the NFL for Joe Burrow. I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah, I'm pumped up for it, too. It's just Monday. It's early. We've got a long week. We've got a lot of shows to talk about here, too. So, But I'm excited about this. And the Titans open up at three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at BetMGM. We'll talk about that throughout the week as well. <clears throat> but there is something that I saw in the Bengals on Saturday is that they had, a, they had some significant injuries in that win over the Raiders. Now, they were able to uh, you know, succeed and, and survive and advance against the Raiders in a game that came down to the wire. But across the defensive line, the Bengals lose three guys. Now, we don't know exactly what the situation will be with these injuries, and we won't know more until injury reports come out later in the week. And because it's a Saturday game, I'm not sure if those will start off on Tuesday, acting as a Wednesday or not. But uh, injuries for the Bengals to keep an eye on. Defensive end who's going to the Pro Bowl, Trey Hendrickson left with and was being evaluated for concussion. D tackle Mike Daniels was also left that game and was evaluated for concussion. And then Larry Ogunjobi, another defensive tackle, was carted off the field for the Bengals. So that's your best pass rusher in Cincinnati and really two of your top two guys up front. And if Derrick Henry is in fact returning for the first time since Halloween, those three guys are very important uh, for the Bengals' defense. And G-Man says Hendrickson will likely be back. Yeah, but again, I I would expect that as well. But concussion protocol is kind of a a coin flip, right? Like some guys get back faster than others. And you really don't know how to prepare for that. But those are three big bodies, literally. And Trey Hendrickson is one of their best defensive players overall that is being evaluated for concussion. So – I think that is a weakness the Bengals could potentially have going into this game on Saturday. And playing on Saturday helps the Titans with those concussion protocol guys rather than having that game on Sunday, which is an extra 24 hours to clear it. Well, and, you know, it's a third party. You know, it's not just like the Bengals, like, hey, come on in, Doc. You know, here, here's 100. Yeah. I need to go back into the game. You know, it's a third party specialist. That's how the NFL sets up concussion protocol. You have to pass a series of tests over several days, and if you don't, you can't play, right? So mm-hmm. it is not one of those strategies of, oh, well, our guys will, you know, click the timer, right? Where, I don't know where those Dallas uh, timers were at the end of that game. They need to click that button and stop the button at one second. But you don't get that luxury, right? So yeah. I, those guys being out are big because if this is going to be an offensive battle and a twenty, both teams are going to score 20-plus points, you you want that advantage late in the game where maybe you can pound the rock and if you have a lead, you get first downs and seal the game. That's kind of how the Titans usually win. Or you take advantage of their injuries uh you know early on and 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 they don't have those guys, or yeah. they're not a hundred percent, and you guys have just had, you know, the Titans have had a week of rest, really two weeks of rest. Mm-hmm. That there's a benefit coming out of that. Yeah, no doubt. And so I, I see uh, Nate's burner uh, on Facebook saying it's the playoffs, the Bengals or the Bengali. I don't know if that's like 
uh, plural in the scientific language for Bengals, but will manipulate the concussion protocol. Like there's no manipulating the concussion protocol. Book Brooks says there are times where players miss multiple games for a concussion that hit look rough. Yeah, and we don't know. And is Hendrickson going to be back? I, I I am going to operate like Trey Hendrickson is going to play Saturday in Nissan Stadium. Mike Daniels, I don't know. Uh, I think Ogan Joby is done. Right, Ogan Joby was carted off. And here's this thing too. I, I saw this from. Cincinnati Bengals reporters that uh, safety Jesse Bates texted former Bengals D lineman Geno Atkins to see if he'd be willing to come back to play. So if Jesse Bates is texting former players who haven't played and saying, hey man, we need you for the playoffs. I mean, I think that tells me something that internally they're worried about their defensive line depth and Derrick Henry and this Titans rushing offense is not exactly the team you want to see when you're concerned about your defensive line depth. Yeah. And, you know, I think for, for those, those injuries, I think they are concerned because they won their first playoff game. They obviously want to advance to the AFC championship game and they know how important those guys are. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, how can the Titans take advantage? You know, I don't think Geno Atkins is walking through that door. I, I don't know, but I, I don't think so. And they're going to have to deal just like everybody. Look how many injuries the 49ers have, had yesterday. Nick Bosa didn't play the majority of the second half, right? I mean, they're, th- that that is a massive storyline moving forward. There are storylines for the Bengals, and it all goes back to that number one seed. Nobody got hurt this weekend, as we know, for the Tennessee Titans. Right. That's that. You take advantage of that, or the Green Bay Packers. So what are they going to do this coming week with their health being at a better clip than these Bengals are? Yeah, no doubt. A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. So we've <clears throat> excuse me, we've gone through uh, the we- one weakness I saw the, of the Bengals potentially having with their defensive line depth uh, being shaky with several injuries across that defensive front for Cincinnati. Zach, you have one strength for the Bengals that could cause for concern in this NFL playoff matchup with the Bengals coming to Nashville against the Titans here on Saturday at 3.30 kickoff at Nissan Stadium. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. That's the folks and the dozen of doctors there at the Bone and Joint Institute boneandjointtn.org. I did see because of the weather here we have in Nashville on this MLK morning uh, that uh, the Bone and Joint Institute was opening a couple hours late. So if you had an early appointment, nine o'clock, you'll be able to get in there, even with the crazy ice and and snow that we got uh, yesterday. So boneandjointtn.org. Don't forget about BetMGM. BetMGM, they had a a huge weekend over the weekend with sports betting. I know a lot of other people did too. It was a blast tonight. You can, if you lost money over the weekend, this is your Monday night savior to come back and maybe hit it on the Rams or or on the Arizona Cardinals with some prop bets. I don't know how you prefer, but BetMGM offers all of them. Use that promo code right there on the screen. They are the king of sports books. All right, so Zach, what is this strength for the Cincinnati Bengals that you think? Uh, should be concerning for Titans fans. Well, everybody saw it. It's, I'm not stating anything that people didn't know, and that is Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase is deadly, and he's deadly in different forms. 
if you look at what he's been able to do all season, I mean, spectacular. He's a, a rookie, and he had four, over 1,400 yards receiving, 13 touchdowns. But the key is, and this is kind of how I like it to, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little bit of a throwback, but it has something to do with the, these Tennessee Titans. You know, Matt Ryan did an incredible job of targeting Julio Jones. No matter what, he found where Julio Jones was. Joe Burrow has that same rapport, and we know mm-hmm. why, from LSU. He targets them. I mean, it's unbelievable. Over 120 targets this season, and if you look at the last several games, had 15 targets on Saturday. The game before that was the Browns that Joe Roberto implied, but the game before that, Joe Burrow targeted Jamar Chase 10 times against the Baltimore Ravens, and that was a blowout. The the Chiefs game in which the Titans got the number one seed or had the ability Mm -hmm. to get the number one seed, Jamar Chase was targeted 12 times. Here is their strength. It is Jamar Chase's ability to get open and get matchups on lesser corners. This is a problem that the Titans have because they have lesser corners. I don't know what the defensive approach is going to be. Are they just going to stick Christian Fulton on Jamar Chase? Is that going to be a shadow box? Or will you find times where Jackrabbit Jenkins is sitting there running from behind chasing Jamar Chase? Yeah. So a a couple of things on this. I don't necessarily know if it's the matchup of of the Titans corners versus Jamar Chase that I'm as concerned about. It's the relationship between Burrow and Chase that I'm concerned about. Targets. That's what I'm bringing up. No, it's it's the... Jamar, it's the Christian Fulton or Buster Screen or Janoris Jenkins, Jackrabbit Jenkins can do great in, in covering uh, Jamar Chase. But the back shoulder timing that Burrow and Chase have, the ability for Burrow to put the ball in a spot where only Jamar Chase can go get it, and Jamar Chase knows that Joe Burrow is going to go put it there, that's what concerns me. It's the relationship with them that, that, I, that I fear because – Jamar Chase is always open. With Joe Burrow throwing the football, Jamar Chase is always open because of those two guys and how much they've worked together. Now, here's an interesting caveat of how much Jamar Chase and Christian Fulton have worked together. So I'm taking this excerpt from The Athletic. Uh, But remember, these guys, uh, both high school and college teammates, Christian Fulton and Jamar Chase, High school and college teammates. Imagine playing these two dudes in high school. That's ridiculous. But Jamar Chase saying every day, every day Christian and I talk about going against each other because it's rare that we go against each other. When we do, it's almost a break or a tie or a one-up. Chase begrudgingly admits Fulton has a slight lead, but Fulton isn't much of a trash talker or showboater. There's a competitiveness to him that got him to this point. And this is talking about when they were both at LSU, as Dave Aranda had a comment there. But Jamar Chase admitting that Christian Fulton currently has the lead over Jamar Chase in their one-on-ones. That's fascinating to me. It's the, you know, you're getting all these LSU guys back in, in the division around the playoffs, and I, I, it's pretty incredible. It's going to be a great matchup that if one guy knows Jamar Chase better or as good as Joe Burrow, it might be Christian Fulton. But can you cover? <laughs> you may know him. You may be there. 
but he may be three steps ahead. And that I think that's what makes this. I mean, I think it is. There's value to what you just said, right? There's value yeah. to that knowledge. But at the end of the day, if a guy can get buckets, it doesn't matter, right? And sure. so that that leads me. And that's to- and that's my thing is again, Fulton could be right there on Jamar Chase's hip. He might have his elbow in Chase's rib cage playing man defense, but all Joe Burrow does is throw it back shoulder, and you can't cover it because the relationship is so strong between quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah, that's why you you hope Batman and Robin, if you're a Titans fan, comes out and saves Nissan Stadium. Here's the question I want to bring okay. to the, the table because I want to gauge the fear factor. Uh, we're not talking. We're talking about old school Joe Rogan when he had hair, hair fear factor, not new age Joe Rogan. How worried are you about Jamar Chase? A lot, a little, or not at all? And if you have not at all, I mean, I. I take a long hard look in the mirror if you're a titans fan but a lot a little or not at all how worried are you about jamar chase because this is this is the bengal's strengths you talk about jungle cats at the bottom of the string this is their lion this yeah. is their and i don't know how a lion gets in the rainforest but somehow jamar chase is that dude and he will find a way he is a heat-seeking missile when the ball is in the air he finds a way to grab it and he gets a lot of opportunity so a lot a little or not at all all right but first i tell everybody about farm bureau health plans i'm not, I'm not curious about how you're meeting how your most recent meeting with farm bureau health plans went this past week yeah i'm, I'm going through the process which has been uh, you know i've probably gone a little bit more through the process because of getting to understand because uh, we are endorsing them for 2022, but it actually has been a a cool experience. I've gotten to know how everything works and I've got another meeting set this Wednesday and that's where I'll actually go through what anybody would go through to get their health plan. So fbhp.com, log on there, better coverage, better rates, better service, over 200 locations. And the best part is they have a health plan especially fit for you. You may be different than me. Me may be different than others, right? That's the best part. And they go in, whether you're a young entrepreneur, you have a young family, you are just trying to look for better health coverage than you previously had, visit fbhp.com and I'll walk you through the process I'm going through. I've got a, I've got a health assessment on Wednesday and then that's when I finally get my rate. So stay tuned later in the week. I'm getting my rate, and we'll we'll kind of talk through this, but it's been a very easy experience so far. The Titans open as three-and-a-half-point favorites on the BetMGM app against the Bengals. Make sure you download that app today. Use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. After your first deposit, your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. We're almost at that year mark, Zach. When when you won big because of your risk-free $500 bet. They've doubled the risk-free bet uh, since then over time. So make sure you download the app. Use our code again, ATOZ Sports, for risk-free bet up to $1,000 after your first deposit. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Reward issues on non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. And for problem game support, call Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. Zach, you have a question about Jamar Chase. Yeah, and that question is, how worried are you about 
Jamar Chase coming up this weekend. We know it will be Saturday to kind of kick off the divisional round. We got to know more, some more information tonight. But how worried are you about Jamar Chase? A lot, a little, or not at all. Cody comes in with a lot. So does Rich. Jay says a little. Dave says a lot with Jarrell. A lot from Orlando. A little from Steven. Uh, a lot from D. Um, and, and Mr. Clean brings up T. Higgins possibly being hurt. Is uh, he? I, I don't recall that happening. Yeah, I don't recall. I that know he only had either. one catch, and it happened late in that game. He went away, like he wasn't uh, a big part of that. It was sure. usually, ch- and plus they were with the lead, right? So the last couple of series, they actually didn't do that great, and you know they, they didn't need to use him as much. Right. Uh, Nas says a lot. Jay says a little, a little uh, right there, uh, a, a little from Christian. Keelan says a little, a lot from Will Dodson, a lot from Pam, a lot from Van. So it's kind of split because, look, Tank Sinatra and Brent coming in with a little, uh, as with Ryan, but you got Jimmy and Thomas coming in with a lot. Where do you think? Are you, you I'm glad the chat didn't go with not at all. Yeah. Because yeah. then we would have, uh, we would have gotten you there. Well, I think you scared, scared him away from not at all. Uh, I am a lot afraid of Jamar Chase because in the playoffs, all it takes is one guy having a superstar Superman type performance to switch everything around and flip the script. It's not that long ago when the Titans were heavy underdogs on the road in the wild card round. And one dude took over and beat the Patriots. And then the next week, one dude took over again and blew out the Ravens with a great defensive performance. Right? So, you can have these one guys that just dominate. Debo Samuel had that type of game to a lesser extent a little bit uh, yesterday against uh, against the Cowboys for the Niners. I'm a lot worried about Jamar Chase just because I, I think there's potential for the Titans to worry so much about Jamar Chase that Boyd and Higgins and Uzama have big games. Yeah, so there's I, a lot of weapons. And I looked at, I just, I found this interesting because I went, was going around ESPN.com this morning preparing for the show. If you just go to like the season stats for the Bengals, it's just gaudy numbers. It's Joe Burrow, 4,600 yards passing, Joe Mixon, 1,200 yards rushing, Jamar Chase, 1,400 yards receiving, Higgins over 1,000 yards, Boyd productive, Uzama productive, just yards, 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 touchdowns all over the place. That's what the Bengals are. Now, against the Raiders, they scored 26 points, but they really didn't have a bunch of yards. Like, Burrow threw for 240. Uh, Joe Mixon only ran for 48. It wasn't like they only ran as a team for 20, for 83 yards. Now, they used Jamar Chase. Uh, they threw, they ran him the ball. Uh, they were winning the entire game. No, I, I know that, but... Your I, box I, score reading again, right? If you're no, winning I'm the not, entire hold game... Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm not... I'm just saying when you look, like, I, I know I watched the game. I'm just saying looking back at it, the Raiders, I don't think the Raiders are that good of a team. And so they got in the playoffs however they did. I wish they would have taken a knee so we didn't have to watch the, the Steelers last night. But uh, the Raiders are not that good of a team. But the Bengals, while they won the game, they got a lead and kind of sat on it. And I'm not box score scouting. I'm just saying – that game for the Bengals was not as explosive as they've been this past season where their longest play was only like well 29 yards by Uzama. 
be it what you think about the Raiders is what it is. The fact of the matter is the Raiders earned their way in and they were a good enough team to get in the playoffs. And once you're in the playoffs, if there isn't a huge discrepancy, like you referenced the Steelers and the Chiefs, which we all knew what was going to happen, or the Bucks and the Eagles, which we all knew were going to happen. Talk about money. I won a ton of money with Tampa Tom down there yesterday, so I appreciate that. It's going to be close. It was a 4-5 matchup, Austin, right? Yeah. This was going to be a close game. It wasn't a blowout. The reason why Jamar Chase fear I would fear him a lot, mm-hmm. and I will reference the biggest game of the Bengals season and the AFC, and that was Bengals hosting the Chiefs. If you watched that game in their entirety, chat, I'm talking to you. If you watched that game, the Chiefs were up 21 to 7. They were up 24 to 17. They were leading at halftime. The reason why Jamar Chase is so deadly is the comeback factor. Because we've always said that if the Titans get up, the recipe is you you sit there, you do all of your work in the first and second quarter, and then you run Derrick Henry and be efficient on third and short in the second half. That's what you have to do. That's not a luxury against the Bengals because of the Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow connection. So I I think a lot is the correct answer. I also think that the Raiders earned their way in, and I wasn't surprised that that was a good game. And and Joe Mixon, if you've watched him throughout the course of the season, he he gets you two ways. Uh, And watch the Bengals game, and you'll probably see this on, on Saturday. He gets you in two ways. Burrow draw plays because everybody saddles up thinking Mm -hmm. they're going to pass and split screens, fake handoff, drop down to to Mixon. He gets the, he gets a ton of first downs through the screen game. So you got to watch those two plays and that helps the offense as an entirely, but a lot is the correct answer because of how, I mean, it's just Jamar Chase jumped on the scene like a badass. I mean, kind of Randy Moss-ish. I don't want to put him in that same category because Randy Moss was such a badass for so long, especially starting out his career. But I mean, very – I mean, this guy's yeah. deadly. Yeah, and like you said, no lead is safe against these Bengals, right? Like, you might think that you have the ability to get a couple score lead on the Bengals and think you've got it in the bag. You don't. And now here's the difference in the Chiefs and the Titans. Uh, the Chiefs couldn't really run the football to to sit on that lead, right? The Chiefs are a high-powered offense, but they also have the ability to go quickly three and out and punt it back to somebody. The Titans, you hope, if Derrick Henry does play, which is still not complete certainty. We expect that to happen, but we don't know yet. It's unofficial. But you expect the Titans to be able to play better with a lead than how the Chiefs did against the Bengals like that just because of how the teams are set up. And this is a good – I like this from Jared. Jamar Chase kind of reminds me, and I agree with this, with a young Deshaun Jackson, but a bigger frame, and I feel like the ability – We look, he's a rookie. I don't want to just you know jump too soon. But with a, a, a ability to have more in his bag. Deshaun Jackson had a lot when he was, you know, young, young career. He's now older. But I see that same sort of playmaking ability of a young Deshaun Jackson. I I like that 
comp, as they say, from Jared with, with Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's de- he's definitely more physical. Like, the fact that I don't think he's quite Debo Samuel physical, as they were trying to make that say. Yeah, sound I don't, on, I don't on, know who uh, anybody – I've never even seen anybody like Debo Samuel. No, he's, he's, he's one of my favorites. Like, he's great. Big draft crush that I had, Debo Samuel, coming out of South Carolina. But it, it like I don't know why on Saturday on that broadcast they were like, yeah – Jamar Chase is like Debo Samuel. Like, no, they're very different, but they're both really good, but they're not exactly the same type of athlete uh, there too. So again, I think there's a lot to worry about when it comes to Jamar Chase, because Zach, you mentioned he torched uh, the Chiefs when the Bengals got down early. He came back and put up 11 catches for 266 and three touchdowns, averaging over 24 yards a catch on just 12 targets in that game. To come for the Bengals to come back and beat the Chiefs to allow the Titans to get the situation. But you know, we shouldn't be surprised. The Titans most likely would have faced the Bengals, right? Like that, that, that was going to happen. You felt like I, I felt like that made sense. And now they've got to go out. I think this is a good test before if, you know, if they do in fact win and go to the AFC championship game, if they play either Buffalo or Kansas City, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. They at least want to have a, a test against a high octane offense, right? Like that will put them to the test to say, "Hey, what's ahead? Either Bills or Chiefs." Well, and they've played so many of these AFC playoff teams this season. They did not play the Raiders or the Bengals, but they played the Bengals last year before Burrow got hurt. So, how much value do you have there? And you've got the value of Christian Fulton being, you know, a longtime friend and uh, teammate of. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow to help you out there too. Before we move on, I, I'll tease something ahead. I have two keys to this game that I will harp on throughout the entire week. It literally, if the Titans do these two things well, I guarantee a win. I'm I I think they're going to win anyway because of what I've said all year. But two things, and it is if they I, I put your Money down if they can accomplish those two things. And you should be able to find out pretty early on in the game. So uh, I'll I'll trickle that out for later in the week. But I am – you cannot even come back at what I will say with these two things because they're so correct. Well, I mean, we've got a long week. It's just Monday at eight forty, so we've got I a long. I release them, but I'm not going to do that today. Now we've got we've got uh, five, including today. Five morning shows. Buck has four more primetime shows. Plus, we've got podcasts on the network, and we've got our pregame show uh, live from the mainstay for this playoff game. Uh, Titans hosting the Bengals. All right, so let's talk about this this real quick. Did the Cowboys get screwed by the refs on the Dak Prescott draw at the end of the game? Did the Cowboys get screwed by the refs on the Dak Prescott draw at the end of the game, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It's that simple. You see at the bottom of the screen the Palisade and the Sonata, four-door sedan and SUV. That full-size SUV was a Palisade. They got great deals on it. Both Austin and I have test-driven those cars. Man, sleek, fuel-efficient, cost-effective, all of the above when it comes to the Hyundai Palisade. Visit Payne Bone and his team, and they will hook you up with the perfect make and model for you and your family. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first deposit, uh, with your first bet after your first deposit. So hit that up. BetMGM, download that app. Use the code ATOZ Sports. 
I, I got a teaser parlay going right tonight, Zach. Uh, I hit my first two legs with the Raiders plus nine. Woo, snuck it in there. I need that last field goal, Raiders plus nine. And then I got the Bucks on a teaser uh, yesterday that was pretty easy. No sweat there. And then I've got tonight the Cardinals plus eight on my teaser uh, parlay. So Cardinals plus eight for me to win this like plus 300 uh, parlay teaser here on the BetMGM app. So download the code ATOZ Sports. So Zach, uh, let's let's talk about this because I know our our A to Z Sports Dallas guys are feeling it this morning as the Cowboys season comes to an end in dramatic, controversial fashion. Did the Cowboys get screwed by the refs on the final Dak Prescott draw play uh, in that game? So the situation. Dallas has the ball, 14 seconds left, zero timeouts on the 40-yard line. Dak Prescott runs a draw down the center of the field as the Cowboys were bracketing, the uh, the Niners were bracketing the sidelines. Dak Prescott slides down. They get set up. Offensive line, I saw it on the clock this morning again. The Cowboys O-line and Dak Prescott were there with four seconds left on the clock. Referee runs into Prescott and the center, messes up the ball, moves it back and forth, and the clock runs out, the Cowboys lose. Did they get screwed or not by the ref? So I want to say this. That was not the reason why the Cowboys lost the game. The penalties were why they lost. They played terrible, undisciplined. They didn't play like that all year long. You're not going to win if you're giving, and they gifted, gifted the 49ers first downs throughout the course of that game. There were two instances, though, where the ref, and that spot, they messed up. If you remember, after the fake punt, that very and it was a very weird series of events, you do have to wait for the defense to be able to substitute, but he was holding on to the ball. The ref was not cognizant of what was going on around him, and that cost them a delay of game. That was just a little blip in the game. So the question is, did... The Cowboys get screwed by the refs on Dak Prescott's draw at the end of the game. The refs screwed them out of an opportunity for one more play. Yeah, which is the question, right? Yes, the Cowboys got screwed. My my answer is yes, they did. Because as a ref, you cannot run into the quarterback and center who are trying to get set. I understand. You have to touch the ball. That is not the core. But they literally... uh, impeded the the ref and both the whole situation the process because the ref ran his ass into the quarterback and center and you can disagree with this take all you want I'm sure a lot of people were do because they hate the Cowboys and say well it's not their responsibility that ref ran in he didn't run around he he ran right into the back and that cost literally I would say at least minimum three seconds you could say four because they didn't get it off, mm-hmm. but that is costly time. So my answer is yes. They didn't screw the Cowboys out of a, uh, uh, out of winning. They screwed them out of an opportunity for like a 20-plus yard miraculous play. But the ref, that's his fault. And he, did, he had two mistakes in that game. <clears throat> he held on the ball too long after that fake punt to cause them a delay of game, and he ran right into the back. Austin, what if Dak Prescott, what if that momentum would have been so much that Dak fell down? Do you think that, and now, and look, Dak doesn't want to fall down. He wants to get the snap off. But what if Dak falls down or trips his center and they, and now it's the ref 
and everything is gravitating towards that situation. I thought about that. I think everybody in the chat that says no changes their mind if Dak or that center falls down because the ref came in with force. So Alex says, remember, guys, uh, we have an A to Z Sports Dallas, too, so we have to kiss their butt. No, we're not kissing any butt. Uh, okay, uh, Alex, Alex, no, let me let me handle this. Okay. Alex, give me a break. Don't come with that weak-ass stuff right now. Do not say that. That you are now calling us biased. That is wrong. <laughs> I call it like I see it. I have no bias. I... I would it have benefited the company if Dallas would have won? Do you, they got a thousand people right now talking to our host Will Steele, regardless? But Alex, do not say that because that is false. I explained my reasoning and I explained why. I didn't say rah rah. I didn't do any of that. And Alex, you watch this show. I'm now disappointed in you. I feel like your father right now. I'm disappointed in why you would say that and how you would say that. That's not how this show has ever worked. So check it at the front door, Alex. All right, so back to the topic. Uh, do I think the, the Cowboys got screwed by the refs on that particular play? Yes, I do. Um, I, because they, in theory, now you, we can pick apart this play, you know, until it's dead. But Dak Prescott ran for 17 yards down to the 24-yard line. All Dak Prescott needed to do was probably have his eyes on the 30-yard line and get there. And so how much time would that have saved? Maybe an extra second. But even still, even still, if Dak Prescott got to the 30 instead of the 24, I still think the ref would have screwed it up enough for the clock to run out. Like, even like even with the extra six yards of time. at Well, he gets say, there quicker. He so I, I disagree. I, I, I don't. I don't think so, man. Dak was, was so, wrong in running, but he wanted you to get as close to the end zone as possible, right? No, so it was like I don't. A I don't because I thought about this. I thought about this. I, I don't dis. I don't disagree with the play call to run the draw because that's how you can know. Like you have, but you have. To, I think Dak might have been undisciplined, and I don't know the plan, right? I don't know. It was out of a timeout by the Niners. I don't know the plan. If Dak said, "I've got my eyes on the thirty, that's where I'm going," and then he gets to the thirty, he's like, "I got more." Right. And then he just keeps going. Right. Or, I mean, God forbid, he goes, I got this thing and just tries to go to the end zone. But, but again, I still think even if he slid down to the 30, the ref was so far behind and the, the situation was so botched with him running into Prescott, knocking over the center, then grabbing the ball, then have, then he like dropped the ball and had to move it back. The time would have run out regardless because it wasn't close. He's still like the spike. It was, was a second. The, it, there was a full second that he he didn't get it off, right? I don't think anybody's no. questioning that. I, I I do agree with you as he needed to be a little bit more aware. And in that moment, Austin, I'll tell you this. You know what I thought about after the game? And I don't know if you agree or disagree. If If Russell Wilson is in that situation, they have one second left. Because he is smart enough. He slides better than Dak. He would have spotted the ball himself. And he would have gotten everybody together. I, and I, I, I don't know why I thought of that, but it yeah. was it was Dak Prescott's fault because his lack of ability. And Dak is not a good slider. I mean, if you saw earlier in that game, he had some questionable. Like, you need to be in control and know exactly what you need to do 
if you're going to call the QB sneak in that situation, right? Romo said it. There's 14 seconds. He goes, man, they got like three plays if they get out of bounds. Right. They went from three plays to zero. But with with the way the Niners were defending the sideline, I didn't hate the idea. The execution wasn't good. The ex uh, and really, if the ref didn't run into everybody, they would have spiked the ball with one second left and had one shot from the twenty four yard line. But the ref ran into everybody. The ref ran into like three people. That's what I say. If they would have fallen down, this would have been an all ref show. You talk about pandemonium, and th- because now you don't even get a chance. To snap it, I thought I lived that that was a big deal that they they kind of just got moved out. And you know, they're professional men, they're grown ass men. It's a center who's 300 pounds, right? Like it's hard to knock them down like that. But it was the ref's fault. I don't think it changed the outcome of the game. I, I don't see the Cowboys winning because well, you know, they have one play, the, one snap from the 24. I mean, giddy up, let's see what happens, right? With I, I think everybody wanted to see that, yeah. But the the ref can't run into the quarterback and center at that point. That I'll, that's his uh, fault. I'll throw some quick shade on me. Do you know when I I, I turned that game off? <laughs> I turned that game off when I thought Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback sneak on fourth and inches got it. <laughs> I I turned it off on my phone before I saw the false start flag throw, and I was like, "Oh wow, All right, you missed that some game's high over. drama." <laughs> so I didn't even know. Until Buck called me to talk about primetime. I was like, wait, what? Uh, because I moved on to something else uh, for a second. So I just a quick shade at myself. I, my reaction. Yeah, hey, hey to- Alex, Alex, what do you think? This guy's not even watching the whole game. He's not, not even back- watching the game. And I went you back think and we're biased it. because I just think that's ridiculous. That I- proves, that proves everything. The fact of what we just said. No, I thought it was over. And I, I had something else to do. I had dinner getting going. And I was like, all right, that's over. I clicked it off and kept going with cooking dinner. Oh man. But yeah, I think, look, the Cowboys had 14 penalties. They gave the Niners four first downs by penalties. It's ridiculous. And I, but the ref did mess up that situation. No doubt about it. Yeah, and it's it was a really good game. The Cowboys should not have won, right? Even if they did score, overall, the 49ers outplayed them from start to, to finish. I mean, they did. Mm-hmm. They, from, from the get. And Garoppolo, here's the problem with Garoppolo. Garoppolo is always going to have – we saw it against the Titans on Thursday Night Football, right? He's always going to have those miscues, right? Whether it's not getting the sneak – uh, well, that was circumstantial, or throwing the pick that gave the Cowboys life back into the game. He did the same thing in Nashville on Thursday night. Yeah, no, true. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Monday. Hope everybody had a great start to your wild card weekend. Uh, and so uh, Brent says, notice how Austin and Zach are totally ignoring the whole chat, saying it was, wasn't the ref's fault. Look, we no, we read comments. It's the chat was agreeing with themselves saying that Dak should have given the ball to the ref and not the center, but the ref was behind and look, Dak messed up. We acknowledge that Dak messed up by going too far. He should have slid down closer to the 30 rather than the 24 yard line. But in general, the referee bounced off of three guys like a pinball and, and, and cost it up. time. And, and and that cost time. I, I stand by if Russell Wilson's in that situation, there's one second on the clock. He yeah, just but he, probably because he, he's, Probably because he slid at the twenty-eight. Yeah, yeah. It be well, and that's as you as we referenced at the beginning. That's that's it, football intelligence, and and Dak needs to 
you know, grow into that a little bit more. We, you know, Greg, Dak has experience, but he missed most of last season with, you know, the broken leg. And now he comes back. They have a good season. The Dallas Cowboys should not, going into that game, should not have lost that game. They were favorites. They were at home. They had everything going their way. They were healthy. They would just come off a 50-plus point win against the Eagles. Like, they weren't just limping into the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, the first quarter comes, and then the rest of the game happens. And those penalties, that's on Mike McCarthy. I, I don't – Mike McCarthy saved his job last year with the, you know, not having his quarterback. This year he had a really good year. But that was poor coaching towards the end. It's, it's funny you say, yeah, Mike McCarthy saved his job last year because Dak Prescott shattered his ankle. <laughs> I mean, but that's the truth. But the uh, truth. And then uh, Shrike comes in here. Uh, where'd that comment go? Shrike comes in here on YouTube and says a Mike Vrabel team would never have this issue. And look, I, Mike Vrabel. I don't teams think are- that Mike. I don't think they run that QB sneak. I, I think it was an in, intriguing play call. I wasn't completely anti QB sneak, but I don't run that. Well, I, I did. I did see uh, Mike Silver. I believe it was said that that was a Kellen Moore decision, and that McCarthy on the headset okayed it uh, to, to do the quarterback draw. I, I, it made sense, right? That they had just gone down forty yards with sideline throws, right? And then the and then the Niners were just lined up on either sideline. Yeah, because they called a timeout and said, "Hey, cover the sidelines, guys. What are we doing? We just gave them forty yards." And yeah. so I, I I get the theory and the idea of doing it, but it must be executed correctly, or what happened happened. It was it was the discipline of Dak, the thirty yard line, get to the thirty and get down. And he got to the 30 and says, I got six more and went to the 24. And I think that uh, ended up costing them uh, for sure. A to Z sports uh, here live on this Monday. Some people say Mike McCarthy might be fired today. That would be uh, uh, interesting if the Cowboys do what, make it. What do you think happened? Do you, do you think they fire him? If I'm the Cowboys and now Kellen Moore is probably going to go get head coaching interviews. If somebody says, hey, we want to hire Kellen Moore as our head coach then I'm Jerry Jones calling Mike McCarthy and saying, I'm sorry, Mike, but you're done. Kellen Moore, you're the head coach. That would be wild. That's what I would do. I am not I am not sticking with Mike McCarthy and allowing somebody else to get Kellen Moore. That's how I feel. I agree with you. <laughs> yes, I because it's smart, but will Jerry do it? <laughs> I think he knows he I think he wants to do it, but it also depends on his relationship and all the other stuff with McCarthy and it's but, only been two years. Yeah, I know, but you know, like they just had a really good season. I, I think I think if Dan Quinn doesn't get a head coaching job, that you have Kellen Moore head coach and play caller, and then Dan Quinn to help out as a veteran guy who understands defense. I, if you're Jerry Jones, you do not allow Kellen Moore to become a head coach of another team. Well, that's that's how the Titans started their build. Is they had Mike Vrabel, who's a young head coach, not much zero head coaching experience. And what did they go do? They went to the opposite side and said, or or at least let's have a defense that I don't have to mess with, right? Mm-hmm. And they had an experienced defensive coordinator so they can concentrate on other things. Because being a head coach is hard, right? You have so many responsibilities, like being an owner of a company. You got to do everything, but you can't do everything. So you got to have the right people in place. I I like that idea. I think I fire Mike McCarthy. And I, man, I did not think I would say that this morning. If, but I, if, I, 
if Kellen Moore gets an offer somewhere else, then you have to do that. Now, David says, Austin continues to obsess over the offensive coordinator position, love his consistency and focusing on the OC. Look, it's quarterback and play caller, man. That's what the NFL is today, quarterback and play caller. You got to have both of them. And if you think you've got a, if you think you got a good play caller that you don't want to lose, then you got to make him the head coach because that's the only way you're not going to lose him to somebody else. You well, got to have Luke, go through the NFC coaches. All, all of them? LaFleur, offensive minded. Oh. Shanahan, offensive minded. Both the guys playing tonight, Cliff Kingsbury and McVay, offensive minded. Bruce Arians, offensive minded. Yeah, That's yeah. the entire NFC. You said NFC. I was like, all 16? No, no. <laughs> I was, like, I, I was like, saying, got, what, what teams are left? I got anxiety because I was like, I can't do that on the outside of my head right now. <laughs> they're all they're all offensive-minded head yeah. coaches on the NFC, and we all believe that the NFC, or at least I, the NFC is better than the AFC. I, I just they, – they are. Well, uh, I'm curious. These, I think whoever – you know, these two AFC playoff games coming up this weekend are, are sexy. Very sexy. Oh yeah, well, and look, the the NFL's no dummy. They they put. I understand the scheduling. I knew that. I was waiting to see when the Titans were going to play, but I knew they were going to play Saturday early. I mean, I you just knew that. They want to wait prime time Sunday, Bills Chiefs, because that's going to be a damn good game. Fireworks. Uh, hopefully, the Chiefs have enough fireworks. I don't know if you heard that they ran out of fireworks last night. Oh, because they scored so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because Tyree Kill did all those flips and then got called back. They scored again. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, come on. Chiefs have to prepare to have fireworks for at least 10 touchdowns. All right. A to Z Sports here, here live on this Monday. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We're back here on a Monday. Big week ahead as the Titans host the Bengals on Saturday at 3.30 Central Time at Nissan Stadium. We'll be live for our game day shows at the mainstay. Saturday is going to be crazy. Uh, so we're going to have a great week leading up to it with all of our content. But it is time, Zach, for Bad Sales Job to wrap up this Monday show. But real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. They're the professional landlords in the area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. So many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether create extra cash flow for you and your family or uh, being the landlords for you. You don't have to be the landlord. You just be the owner. You get the money, they do all the work. It's one low uh, fee every month for them to do everything for you. You get the money, you get the equity, you get the long-term retirement planning by being a rent estate uh, owner in with Renters Warehouse doing all the work for you at RentersWarehouse.com. Yeah, don't forget BetMGM. Download the app today. Uh, you can download that using the promo code. You get a risk-free bet. Up to $1,000. You see that promo code right up there on the screen. ATOZ Sports, their title sponsor here on the morning show. You can win money. It's Monday. Going to get a free bet at some point today. So probably going on an NFL future. Uh, I got to go and see how many NFL futures I have. But that's the kind of thing that, that BetMGM uh, offers you right there. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports. And as Austin said, we're going to be live there in the mainstay. So get ready. All day Saturday, it's going to be a fun day, but we got a lot of time, a lot of week left until kickoff. Bad sales job time, and Caleb says, didn't y'all already do a bad sales job trying to convince us it was the ref's fault in Dallas? <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, uh, Caleb, yeah, you get the love of the show there. That's really good. How about uh, Casey James? Uh Casey James has a follow-up. Says, bad sales job. Why you should listen to A to Z National talk about the Cowboys. Look, we're, we had one little segment 
about the Cowboys. Yeah, everybody was, talks about the Cowboys. Everybody gets their, their their butt clenches up. That's exactly what happened. They're like, oh wow, no. After after there was just so much hate. It's the and, biggest the biggest NFL story to come out of yesterday over the weekend. Would you rather us talk about the blowouts, or would you rather us talk about Dak Prescott screwing it up and the refs running into people? That's what we did for like 15 minutes, so we can get over it and move on. But, All right, but Zach, Caleb did get the love of the show. That was pretty. That good. was funny. That was a good joke. That was a good joke. KC just was being salty. All right, bad sales job here on this Monday. Who wants to go first? Uh, I, I, to just confirm, I am up two. You're up two. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the numbers are, but you're up two. Yeah. We um, still have two ties, so we haven't had a tie in like almost a year, which is good. Uh, I mean, I have mine ready to give you, or it doesn't matter. All right, so I'll give you yours first. All right, Zach. <laughs> did, did you, okay. I thought you said either way. I know. I, I said. I said. I have mine ready. I just thought it was funny. I said I have mine ready to give you. Right, bring it. And up, then you up. said, no, 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 no. We're going. Okay. Give, give, give it on up. Give it on All up. Right. All right. You ready? All right. So, um, Zach, you have to tell me why Jerome Boger needs to referee every Super Bowl. For the rest of his life, Jerome Boger needs to referee every Super Bowl for the rest of his life. I don't know if you saw this, but it, Saturday, the Bengals game was his first playoff game since 2013. And after that game, he, they came out and said he will no longer ref in another playoff game. <laughs> so, so, Zach, your bad sales job, Jerome Boger should ref every Super Bowl for the rest of his life. I'm getting your 30 seconds ready. I'm ready when you are on your first syllable. One thing that Jerome Bogart is good at is taking instruction. At least he could be told to do something. So from here on out, the Super Bowl will be done based on technology. That's where people are going to be sending down to Jerome Bogart to tell him what to call for the rest of time. He will not be physically with his mind making the calls, but in his ear, that he is just going to be the voice, and and it will be the NFL overall puppeteering Bogar. They've just chosen him. All right, that is Zach's effort for why Jerome Boger should umpire referee every Super Bowl for the rest of his life. I mean, God, that was tough. Um. All right, uh, Austin. Um, <laughs> So we, it's been it's been a long time. Oh, I, I got at least I got it. That's not bad. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, I'm putting you to the test, Austin. Uh, we have not seen Derrick Henry in a long, long time. A long, long time. So Austin, you have to convince us why this weekend Derrick Henry uh, most likely is going to play. Going to play. You need to tell us why Dante Foreman should get 90% of the snaps on Saturday over Derrick Henry. 
why Foreman should get 90% of the snaps on Saturday over Derrick Henry playing this weekend on Saturday, the return of the King. Ready when you are. Look, Deontay Foreman has been a certified weapon for the Tennessee Titans over the last couple of months of the season once he got going. And if you think about it, the first time we saw Foreman bust on the scene for the Titans was in Cincinnati against the Bengals when he had a lot of success spelling Derrick Henry. Henry's not ready yet, or they would have activated him off the IR yet. Right now, he's still designated to return to only practice. He's not ready, or he would have played against the Texans. So allow Foreman the hot hand to keep on rolling in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> all right who won all you gotta do you, just, you don't have to type anything but two words austin or zach zach or austin austin or zach zach or austin i don't want any other i don't want a complete sentence all i want is our name of who you think won austin or zach zach or austin who do you think won the comments are starting to flow in so i will roll read these here momentarily I mean, i'm not i'm not gonna win because of the bogart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you mispronounced the guy's name. You also, yeah, Deontay Foreman. You, you said Dante, too. Uh, G-Man says Austin, Austin, three, four. Uh, BMO is the four. Five, six, seven. Oh, man, it's going slow. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I mean, you, you've 11, won. 11, uh, 12, 13, 14. Uh, not the ones that count. 14. Uh, 15, 16. Ah, oh, dang it. I was trying to see if I swept you again, but no, Derek I, I'd already seen it. that I, I had gotten the card. I just wanted to see if I could get the 20 without one. Cause I, it was 20 to one is what I got there. That was Plus, one of the best ones that you've done as far as not sales job of like no, the, 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 the option. Yeah. That's tough, man. Because nobody likes Jerome Boger. <laughs> nobody. That guy's terrible. Terrible. So. Uh, uh, I'll, I still up I one. I thought you had a good approach. I did like, I probably would have done the same thing as I thought about it. The technology is the only way to go <laughs> with Jerome Boger. Yeah. Well, he's just so bad and it's so fresh and everybody watched that game. And like, that was the worst officiating game of the weekend, right? Bar none. And so. Yep. Yep. Because what the hell, like, why, why is the whistle being blown? Like, I don't understand how. So how... what I think happened is Joe Burrow's foot hit the hash, and I think his mind messed up and thought white on shoe. What, whatever. So? That's so bad. Like, why Why would you – like, blowing the whistle is your last resort. Didn't we learn that from the Music City Bowl? Didn't we I, learn that the whistle doesn't end the play? It's just a tool to use to end the play later? Like, how ridiculous is this? Like, how come as – like – NFL officiating and football officiating in general has gotten worse. Well, it, look, they the one thing the NFL has done is they've put rules in place to at least not completely stick to the rule, and there is some give for human error. That was a human error. They got the call correct, in my opinion. And then, you, but did you see? Did you see the referee? Uh, I guess it was Boger. It was asked. I think it was Boger, or maybe somebody else from the officiating crew who was asked by the pool reporter who lied. And the the referee said the whistle was blown after the touchdown was caught. 
Like we don't all have ears and we all can't hear. Like we all heard it. We all heard yeah. exactly what happened. Well, and, and man, we're we're not in that high pressure situation. I know that's their job. That that is a job I never would. There's want. a reason why they have their whistle in their hand and not in their mouth. If they held it in their mouth, they're gonna blow it all the time. So have it in their hand to make it a at least thought to blow the whistle, and you need the movement to match it. Like it's, I don't want any part of that job. I don't either, and that, I think there's a reason why it, when you go all the way down to like youth sports and high school sports, they can't find anybody to officiate games because nobody wants to do that because at the top they're they're all terrible. Well, and there's let's just call sports fans what it is it's just this massive mob of people that have instant replay have slow motion have uh, sound that are that are just sitting on their couch drinking beer eating wings that have an opinion and now they can jump on their twitter and be like oh that this guy sucks this is not even close like right we all do that now which you know in the 90s that wasn't a thing like you'd get upset, but the only person that you'd hear was your dad cussing at the at the the television from the bad call, and then he'd sit back down. Like the <laughs> Eagles, the Eagles Bucks game today uh, or yesterday, I saw uh, Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, got called for a hold on a screen. It was a really good play. They got called back. He didn't hold him. The dude just fell down, and that and that ruined. It was like a thirty yard swing. Like it's it's there should be ability to 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 officiate like Zach said without people and just use technology to officiate. That should be the, that should eventually yeah, but they, ha- they haven't embraced that. I mean, they still have the chain gang, right? Like they haven't embraced the concept of that, which I'm, I mean, I'm okay with it is authentic football. I think once it gets to technology and you have lasers and all this other stuff, uh, which eventually will happen. I think that just needs to take time and, Humans will make mistakes, right? I mean, we all know that. It is 100% of the time a human will make a mistake in every walk of life. It's just hard when 16 million people are watching you make that mistake live against their favorite football team that they've been, you know, that they got a a fan cave for and you screw them, right? That just, that's a tough scene. Totally. All right, guys. Great show on this Monday. It's going to be a huge week. Massive week for the Titans as they host the Bengals Saturday at 3.30. Again, we'll be live at the mainstay, two blocks away from Nissan Stadium. If you're not going to the game because the game is sold out, I saw a real quick note. I did see the actual Titans were sending out messages on social media saying that uh, Titans fans beware of ticket scammers. The game is sold out, so beware when you're trying to buy tickets to this game uh, that there wouldn't be fake potentially. But if you're not going to the game, Come hang out with us at the Mainstay right there in East Nashville, two blocks away from Nissan Stadium. Uh, great spot to watch the game. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so we'll be there for that game. Our pregame show will start at 3 o'clock for this 3.30 playoff kickoff. So a lot of coverage throughout the entire week. The A to Z Sports Podcast Network will have more. Uh, Buck Rising, A to Z Sports Primetime tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and also hit us up on A to Z Sports Nashville.com for all of our Titans coverage and our Cowboys coverage because we got plenty of that on there too. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow on a Tuesday. Have a good Monday. Adios.